welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Detailers, thank you so much for tuning into another what uh, I think for you is going to be a really great episode. Really excited about what we are in right now in the series on, uh, well, the mental game of detailing. Okay, this goes beyond picking up a paint uh, gauge and seeing, you know, how much clear coat, right? Uh, it goes beyond understanding scrubbing leather to a, a point of, you know, where do you reach between the dye transfer and uh, having to re, uh, retouch up leather, right? This is the game of you, the operator. What goes through your mind? Positive, negative? How does it help? How does it hurt you as the business owner? So super fun series and uh, Really, really excited about also then what's happening over at the Community Pub. So each episode, we usually will jump straight over into the Community Pub. So go every Wednesday night at 7.30 Central. Go to Zoom and use meeting ID 918-800-1188. That's going to Zoom.com and use meeting ID 918-800-1188. Hey, this is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. I hope to see you there. I'd love to have a beer with you. Hey, welcome back to another edition of No Longer Rad Marketing. I guess we have transitioned into Rad Mental Game. Yeah, uh, that's right. The Mental Game of Detailing. We're hopping in and doing uh, a series on the main Pints of Polishing podcast. And so, Josh, thank you so much for taking the time to go over uh, then some more application stuff from directly from uh, the way you handle things so that we can get more perspective from the community. Uh, Josh, it is now, uh, let me double check, uh, August 20th. What's everything looking like uh, there in Edmond with, uh, is, we're hearing uh, different places are, are down dramatically, detail shops, dealerships, a lot of people are, uh, seeing their numbers start to fall off. What are you seeing around uh, the area through Oklahoma City, Edmund? Um, right now, man, we're, we're incredibly busy. Uh, talk to other detailers around town, and we're all kind of just passing work off to each other. It's just been consistent for us. Uh, I don't know that we've hit that slowdown yet that some other, other areas are hitting. Now, I know that you know our dealership lots, our dealership partners, they've definitely started to feel it. So I think there will be a trickle-down effect soon. Um, but that also kind of comes hand in hand with us going into winter. It's a little bit slower, you know, just, I think it'll happen naturally. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, uh, we actually have heard from local detailers there in the Oklahoma city area that they have seen their numbers drop. So that's, it's interesting. We were trying to figure out last night on the community pub, uh, some of the different segments of the industry that are still seeing really good numbers. Some segments aren't the people that are, you know, Hey, where are you going after? What is it that you're targeting? Uh, so that maybe other detailers could, you know, transition over to maybe a different type of customer than they're used to. So what yeah. type of customers are you mostly seeing right now that you're staying steady growing? So, you know, a little bit further back when all this pandemic started happening, we started talking about planting seeds for what was going to help in the future and that these things wouldn't help today or tomorrow. 
Um, right. And so we made a video on the marketing and back then we started targeting more dealerships. And so now, well, maybe the retail customer might be slowing down a little bit. You know, we, we don't know where we're at with the second stimulus round. Uh, Congress and Senate just went to, you know, recess. We just picked up a dealership account uh, that sold us right now. We're at 17 coatings they've sold since the beginning of the month. That's awesome. And that was all because of, you know, just putting out these emails and just following up with people and, and meeting and networking, knowing that we would need something come into the winter this year in case this economic slowdown kept going and, and definitely impacted us. Yeah, so, that's awesome. If people want to go back and find those videos, they definitely can. It would be under the rad marketing where we do talk about coming out of the where we were at, what are some core things that detailers should go after? So that's yep. awesome that you did and that you're seeing that kind of success, Josh, man. Congratulations. Thank you. I think a lot of it too, man, it's a scarcity mindset. You know, when you look at the market and say, there's no money out there, we can't win, uh, we can't make it, that definitely, you know, speaking those things, it, it translates into your business and your actions. So yeah. that's big awesome, believer man. in that. Con congratulations on your continued, uh, Thank well, you. the, the way I say it is you continue to get to do it again tomorrow. Right. Because for yeah. some of us, right, there literally are some of us in the industry that when we listen to somebody back at that point in time and they close their doors, well, they never reopened. There's some of them that reopen into a catastrophic nightmare and there's some that have done well. Right. So it, it's, it's one way or the other. We never know what's going to happen. I, yep. I think uh, the cool part right now is seeing all the different ways business owners will navigate. Right. There's no, there's no, hey, you just do this, 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 and this, right? You, you had an idea, we talked about it, you went and implemented it, you tried to figure out this, you figured out this, you sent this, you followed up that, you didn't just go, hey, uh, you should do this and magically it happens, right? It, it takes yeah. a lot of effort on your own side to be creative as a business owner to really fully navigate through the times that we're in. So, but given the time that we are in going into the coming, uh, I mean, and I, I, I'm with, I'm with many others who feel that this is just really the tip, right? I mean, you know, that old joke, we want to say, hey, just the tip. This is not the tip that we're exactly looking for, uh, but seeing a lot of the areas, a lot of the industries. Um, well, for instance, last night we had Brian Mimke on, who's there in Oklahoma City. He had, right, he's positioned downtown Oklahoma City running a very good business. You and I both love Minky. Yep. We really expect, you know, respect all the work he does. He's a part of, you know, Detailers of Oklahoma. He's a regular guy that's active in the community and had about 50% of all of his customer base just get chopped because they just no longer were going into the city, right? So there was nothing he did, but it was just yep. like, bam, right? How or anything he could have controlled. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, either way, I mean, just boom, it hits. How do you yeah. then navigate? How do you grow? How do you figure this out? You know, that is, that's the world of business. It's not exactly the world of detailing that we've been presented over the past couple of years. Right. I mean, you and I have talked, we've put it out here on a regular basis, trying to prep people for these oh shit moments of, Hey guys, here's some way of getting out there and doing some things. Uh, and now we're seeing, months later, we're now seeing detailers specifically impacted and not just Brian. We're seeing it across the country. Uh, it can create a lot of fear for us, right? Oh, shit. 
what this trainer that I paid all this money to me would never, like never even thought about this happening. It happened. Yep. Now, how do I put this together? I mean, that's a fear that many of us are going to have to embrace. And some of us will either cower down from it, close our shops, we won't survive. Others like yourself will go out and find new avenues, new ways, new directions, new streams. And so, man, I, I love hearing all the different stuff that you're doing. But I imagine, right, Josh, I mean, you have fears too, don't you? I mean, I, as a detailer, as a business owner, I think it just comes natural, right? It's natural to have certain fears in business. Uh, so would love to know what are, what are some of those fears that you're having? Yeah. So just to give everybody a little perspective, I know that you know where it was, Marshall, and uh, kind of where I was at right when this pandemic hit. So I had just moved into a brand new building. I had spent all my liquid cash outfitting the building. And then I had uh, about three or four weeks worth of, you know, of money saved up at that point. And that was it because I knew it was coming in the busiest season of the year for, for our industry. And then they shut the city down and I went from about $7,000 a week in income to I had literally $75 on the books for an entire week. And I thought, man, I, I was hyping my wife up, telling her like, this is it, this is the move. We've struggled for this, we've made this happen. And then COVID hit and there was nothing I could have done about it. And I just looked at her, I was like, we may lose the business. We may lose the brand new shop we just moved into. Like, bro, the fear was real. Uh, it was real. I mean, that could have been it. And, and no doing it my own. Oh, yeah. Nothing I could have yeah. done. Like, yeah. I mean, I could have saved more money, but, you know, that's, there's no way because I spent yeah. all my money moving in. So, so those <laughs> kind of fears are, you know, like I, I gambled everything I bet heavy on myself and I knew I'd make it. And then coronavirus hit. And I was like, well, I mean, that just, if that's the way the cards lay. And so the biggest lesson for me in that was I got a lot less fearful of the things I couldn't control and more fearful of the things I could control because I feel like I'm a lot more scarier than if a pandemic shuts everything down, everybody loses their houses, the whole economy goes upside down. What was I going to do different? There was nothing I could have done to control. So the things I'm more fearful of are the things I can control, I think, through all this. That's kind of where I, what I learned from all this. Yeah. Um, and so the first one that I'm fearful of, and it may be cliche and that's okay, but it keeps me up at night and, and haunts me a lot is letting our customers down, um, you know, quick responses, timeliness, uh, follow up. I thought you were going to talk about hair. That's I really what I thought you were going to talk about. So, Man, I can't wait till mine stops growing. <laughs> Got to shave this thing every week. Um, you know, and just and passing on defects, man, it's, you know, the, the biggest thing is like these customers work really hard for their money, especially right now. Every piece of money they let go, I feel like it's so much more important to them. And uh, I think that might breed like an overcritical customer because they're making less money. If they give you 250 bucks to clean their car, like they really want it done right now. There's not so much mm -hmm. excess. And so I feel like the pressure is really on to perform and these people are trading their hard earned money or maybe the last their money or whatever they've got for our service. And so I feel like now the spotlight is really on us to perform and that weighs heavy on I me. Mean, every time we miss something, man, it really eats at me. Um, and that's, that's a tough thing. Our reputation is our number one asset right now. Yeah. So that, that would be tough, man. I mean, in, <coughs> excuse me, in the good times, you're right. I mean, when people have a little meat on their own bone, they're not as picky, right? But when their meat's yep. getting chopped down and they're having to shell out that money and it means more to them, well, 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, their their expectations are definitely going to grow, and they might yep. have looked over something in the past because they had other stuff going on or other mind, you know, some whatever is important. Now the priority becomes watching what they spend. It is definitely a different dynamic than what many detailers have experienced over the past couple of years. So yep. what when you when you look at that demographic, right? When you look at that specific specific type of customer that is now uh, really hard, you know, pressed to make sure that they get everything they want out of their dollar. You know, what you say you got a fear for it. I mean, what what is it that keeps you up at night? Is it just that you're you you fear the failure of performing the work of of you fear the 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 anxiety of of their expectations? You know, what is it in that moment when you're afraid of that? What is it that you really fear? I think right now, uh, you know, the things I watch outside of outside of work and I watch how vocal people are on social media and how on edge everybody is, um, you know, everybody's got a chip on their shoulders these days, it seems like. And so I feel like, you know, right now missing something, um, making a mistake, dropping a ball where it may have fallen under the radar before, not that it's right or wrong, right? But I feel like everybody's got that kind of, like, this is going to be my moment. Like, I've had people, you know, we had a guy, we left a straight, you know, a straw of grass in his car and literally came back, drove 25 minutes back to our shop and told me, hey, man, I've got a Twitter post written up to blast your ass all over the internet. And I was just like, whoa, cool, man. Like, that's, you know, I, it doesn't bother me as much, you know, that one individual. But when I take a day off, is my team going to meet the same quality? Are we going to be able to take care of the customer? Um, and the fear just comes into letting them down and having that reputation hurt in the end. If something does happen, you know, is somebody going to say, Hey, that was my, you know, it's $200 I worked really hard for. And now they're going to put a post out on the, on, you know, on Facebook or a review. And so right. really just not wanting to let my customer down has been really tough. The operation, especially the right now, yeah. the production that you All put out is, is, is the fear. Yep. And, and like you said, I mean, the fear I think any owner has, right? I was I was in another shop earlier today, and this was a body shop, and we were talking about, you know, the different ownerships inside body shops that some people will spend X doing this, some run their business certain ways, right? We we as detailers then also have the opportunity to run our businesses in the direction that we choose best for, you know, growing the business. And so when we're adding on team members. And then we want to step away from the business, the baby that we have. Yep. Boy, I mean, that, yeah, we're, we're asking a lot of, but we're not really, are we? I mean, a normal, that same team member in a different situation, like let's say they go get a job at a big box, right? The, the owner's not at the big box store, right? So right. The owner's not stressed out about it. But us as small micro businessmen that only have one to two, three, maybe people that work with us, you know, that it's a, it's a lot of weight that then I, I could see the fear of, of, of expecting and asking a lot from that person that if they let you down, well, yeah. And I think for me, that Twitter post and it goes all over. If, if yeah. an employee at, at Home Depot lets somebody down, I, I mean, they might just ask to see a manager, right? I mean, it's, Yep. I see your point, man. Definitely. So to me, it comes down to contact points and like how often we're interacting with customers. So Home Depot might see like a think about across the country, they might have, you know, 50,000 interactions a day. That's 50,000 times for them to go right. A small failure, a small failure percentage, if they have five bad interactions at a store is not very much. 
You know, yeah. it's not right, but it's not as much versus when you have four interactions and one of them's bad. That's a very big sting, especially to me, right? <laughs> it, it, we're talking about like they probably see as many customers in a day at one store as I see an entire year, right? If I get off with less than 10% of my clientele being, you know, somebody being unsatisfied, and it's going to happen. Um, but if I can get 10% or less of my clientele, you know, less than that satisfied or unsatisfied, I think that's a win. I think that's where they're at. It's just on a much bigger scale. So every little interaction feels so much more important to us. Cool, man. All right. Hop into the second one real quick. What's the second fear that you have as a, as a business owner detailer? So for me, it's the fear of the controllable things. Uh, like I said before, I learned what I couldn't control. And so now I've looked at what I can control. Uh, so uh, you know, my business growing uh, due to my actions, me growing as a, a, you know, as a leader in my business, me growing and developing my team and constantly looking at, are we striving to be better or are we striving to stay the same or we move backwards because there's no standing still and just doing the same thing forever. We're either getting better or we're not. And so I always am fearful of, you know, my pouring the right things into my guys. Uh, we just started kind of a fitness challenge here because I want to kind of engage my team and, and, you know, make sure that they feel like they want to be here. Uh, we work so hard on having this good talent, you know, and there's so much fear behind hiring people. But then I get fearful. Am I doing the right things to keep them? Am I doing the right things to grow them? Am I doing the right things to, to make this a great place that people want to come to work? You know, it's not just about the money. The money is a really small piece of it. Um, you know, and I want to attract good talent, and, you know, winning talent. And I have to do that through creating a, like an incredible culture. And that starts with me. Um, and that's been my biggest, like learn this year. And my biggest fear is, am I working hard enough on myself? You know, too often I work too hard on the business, but I found as I work more on myself, the pieces for the business fall in place. The pieces of a lot of other stuff just happen because it all starts with me. And so, so, so what's the fear? The you. fear is if I'm not doing enough, am I not being aggressive enough? Am I not being hungry enough on those fronts? Not doing enough, uh, not good enough. Both, man. Because it's it's not. Me, this it's is not good enough, right? I I, yeah. I think I definitely do as much as sometimes I possibly can. Uh, you know, I take time, and there's time I actually I feel bad, right? I mean, there's plenty of times that you and I've talked, right? I mean, and yep. I, I'll be at work. And working late or doing what, like, and if I take an hour or two, I used to really feel bad and feel, you know, oh, I got to go, 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 go. I think my fear out of a lot of what's come out of Corona and a lot of the shakeup is, am I going to be good enough? Yep. I mean, the, the field is leveled yeah. for us in a sense, right? You know, there's opportunity out there. It's not a question, but for me, it's a question of, all right, are you good enough to go seize the opportunity as well as protect, like, you know, protect what you have so that yep. you don't lose everything uh, and at the same time be good enough to come out uh, in five years, 10 years. We don't know how long this one's going to last, but if the Great Depression lasted over 10 years and, well, our gross national product is already double negative of what it was then, <laughs> I mean, we... We're no economists, but geez, I mean, some of the writing on the wall is not pretty. Uh, yep. And at the, just at the edge of seeing it, man, am I going to be good enough to survive this is a, is a definite fear uh, that I have to look inside and address. Yeah. And, and I think that's really what it boils down to, man, is that uh, 
you know, I, I know that I can do the right things. I know that I can grow my team and grow my business and, and, and grow them the right way. But it does, it does just come down to that. It's just, it's the typical like quality versus quantity. Am I doing it? Like I might be hitting these metrics and doing these things and growing the business, but at the end of it, if I'm, you know, driving my team into the ground, working them over, they don't feel valued. They don't feel important. Um, my family, my customers, all that, it's all got to mesh together. And the hardest part is we like instant results as detailers. We like that, that satisfaction and gratification. And we just, this is not something that you can just do one thing and you see this huge positive result. And so it's really hard to be consistent on it. Yeah. Cool, man, Josh. Thank you for your time. Uh, Thanks for being open, uh, discussing the different fears that you have as a detailer. And uh, man, thanks for being a part of the community and can wish you the continued success that you keep having as you get out there and keep hustling, finding new avenues to grow your business and to uh, continue with uh, such a rad legacy. So Josh, where do people find you on social? Instagram, we are rad underscore detailing underscore Edmund. Everywhere else, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, it's rad detailing Edmund. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Have a great day. We'll see you. Detailers, the community needs you right now. They need you to go share this episode. If you got any value out of it and then let people in the group that you share to, let them know what value you got out of this episode so that they also can go learn and grow, uh, well, not only them as a person, but them as a business and them as an industry, right? If we're all in this together, if we are all a community, how much stronger would we be if when we all got information, we shared the information openly, freely, and discussed it so that we could all feed off of the idea? All right, so go right now whatever Facebook group you're most prevalent in and share this episode and let the detailers know why you got value out of it and why they should also go spend time getting value out of the episode. Hey, this is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Ah.